Your local breakfast show, Nick and Josh for breakfast, Triple M. Uh, we're here for another week of extra stuff here on the podcast, closing out uh, five days of excellent breakfast radio. Award-winning, some would say. <laughs> That'd be incorrect to those that do say it. The show's not won anything. Future, future award-winning. Oh, yeah. We are looking to, we've just... To, to, give people a bit of a peek behind the screens here mm. is I've um, just come off the back of editing uh, some promos that play here sort of once the show finishes, you know, just some funny bits from our show. Go, hey, have a listen, Nick and Josh, whatever. And I was uh, editing the, the like a break you did about how the North End Bakery have got their like pastry awards nights. You yes. don't actually have that. They've just been given awards. They've been given awards. There but- are events for the awards though. Oh, they is that certain? Yeah, they travel true? around. They go to like Melbourne and and Sydney and places like that to do awards. I've always thought with awards nights, and because most industries, every, almost every industry has an awards night of some description. Mm-hmm. And um, janitors, oh, I'm sure they would be the um, golden mop, the golden the the moppies, <laughs> the moppies. Here's the thing: you just got to pick a, a uh, pick a noun from your industry and add ease to it. Yep, the pastries, the Mikeys mm-hmm. for. Mikey's is both for radio and fans of uh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and also bigger... people who travel on the train a lot. Mi- Mikey's, yes. Um, <laughs> people who are a fan of the Sistine Chapel. Yep, Mikey's. <laughs> um, but it, it really must suck to go to an awards night and be one of the noms and just not get it and be like, well, I've come for nothing. I have had that feeling. Have you really? I was nominated last year. Oh, for a Mikey. For a Mikey. <laughs> no, our our industry awards are called the ACRAs, um, the Australian Commer- Commercial Radio Awards, and yeah. I was nominated, and my, my category was, fir- was first. Right, and what was your category? My category was, it was community campaign for the blank at the GV we did last oh, year. Oh, certainly, yes. And um, I was nominated, and very first award, and you know what, it's good to get your loss over and done with straight away, because then you just drink. Yeah. Free drinks, you just go and have a good time and enjoy the rest of the night. And it was, dis- I didn't really think I was going to win, but there's always that thought in the back of your head. Wouldn't like, that be nice, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, you're, in, you're being nominated. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're in there, which exactly. is nice. uh, But yeah, uh, drinking myself uh, in all of my sorrows for the rest of the night, but that's okay. That's what, I mean, this is, I mean, again, this can't be specific to the radio awards, uh, the Acras, but one, it's a big drinking event. Oh, it's a big, absolutely. I know um, this is a few years ago, but a team that was up for grabs, for, I think they were best, uh, I mean, I, maybe I'll say their names. Uh, they were up for the best regional breakfast show in 2017, 2018 maybe. Right. From uh, Mildura, it was um, Amber and Billows. Mm-hmm. Who were, they, they, were, they were very good. I think they did something nearly like, they were together for a while. They did nearly a thousand shows together. I don't think either of them in the industry anymore, which is a real shame because they were real talents. But mm. I think when they got their noms, I think they probably had a bit too much to drink because they they won and rightfully so. Right. But I think they got up there and the company was like, I reckon, oh, no speeches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I think they were at the it was the that was the tier of award where they don't really get given much of a speech. They maybe get a quick thank you, wave for the crowd walk past the microphone, but it's yep. like, let's get you off. Let's get yep. to the real. Uh, oh, this last year at the Acres, they were cracking down on speeches. They were cracking down almost. There was only about four categories, four or five categories that were allowed speeches. And the they? speeches were, 
they were the top ones, like station of the year, show of the year, you're like all, all the top awards, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. the ones where um, the quote-unquote famous people, exactly. or, well, very big industry people are getting them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and arguably the ones who talk the least get to talk uh, when they when they uh, win an award because they, you know, they play more songs or whatever. But um, yeah, they were cracking down really hard on, on oh. speeches. And there was apparently, because one of my mates was, he's from Coffs Harbour, he was nominated and uh, they sent out an email. Okay. Saying keep your thank yous and speeches to sixty seconds, which you would think would be relatively easy, but even I, yeah. guess, I suppose well, yeah. even when you win at like the Oscars and the Academy Awards, mm. they give people the wrap up music. Yeah, there there was one guy who had retired. He was a big name within the industry, mm. um, Steve Price, oh, uh, yeah. up in up in uh, Queensland, Townsville. He retired this year and he got a Hall of Fame award. Sure, and he spoke for, I reckon. 20, 20 minutes? <laughs> well, well, for, for his speech, I reckon he spoke for, for 20, 20 minutes. And, you know, 40 years, dedication to his community, you know, it's a, it's a giant achievement. But this is at 10.30 at night, 10 o'clock at drinking, night. People have been like, drinking. We're kind of done with it all. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, lovely guy, I think. I haven't met him, but... I've heard Judging him speak. By that twenty minutes, God, he can talk. He deserved, can t- deserved the uh, the nomination, the award. He should have done talk back. Did he not? No, he was a he was playing songs like us on oh, Triple M in Townsville. So he just bring himself down when the songs are on, and then yep. put him back up, still going. Okay, yep. a bit of a diatribe. Yeah, uh, whatever your awards line is, hopefully, um, you know they're not too uh, depressing for anyone listening that might be heading to their own awards nights. Mm. We have the uh, the Shepherd and Business Awards here each year. Do we get nominated? You and I. We don't. We've we haven't been nominated since I've been here, but we sponsor a couple of awards. And Do I, we, are we? Are we? I mean, I guess we're technically a business. We, we, Triple M, right? Yeah. But like, can does Triple M get nominated for something? Well, te- well, listener nominates things. The listeners lo- nominate things. No, our, listener, L I S T N R. Oh, our the app. The, yeah, okay. Our kind of offshoot, our branch here at Southern Cross Hysteria. Right. We 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 uh, sponsor some stuff at the Shepherd and Business Awards, and I we haven't been nominated. Since I've been here, and I don't know the last time we've been nominated, but there may be a conflict of interest with a sponsor being nominated. I don't know. Yeah, that is interesting. It's it's really funny to think of like, you know, if you were to hypothetically go to, um, you know, the Fasties, which is the Fast Food Awards, which is sponsored <laughs> by Maccas, um, and then they All don't the get- the nominees are Maccas? Yeah. It's like, and uh, best burger, we've got Big Mac, <laughs> Quarter Pounder. Yeah. filet fish Boo. How'd that get nominated? <laughs> Weird burger choice. Yeah. You know, someone's got to be in there. Um, do they still do the fillet of fish? Uh, yeah, it's a, that would be more of a legacy award. Uh, yeah. think, it's been, That'd be Hall of Fame. Yeah, because it's been around for a while, and we go, oh, how? <laughs> um, I think I, I've, I've had a fillet of fish in the last year. What are you saying? Fillet of fish. That's what it's called, the fillet of fish. Okay. That's how you pronounce that word. Fillet. Fillet. It's not fillet? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's maybe you fillet it, but the actual now, like the actual thing, is a fillet. Maybe. I don't know. Fillet just sounds really fancy for a Macca's I burger. I think my dad calls it that, and just because we grew up, we only I reckon I would have a fillet or a fillet of fish once a year. Yeah, and it's a it's well, maybe that, even that might be generous. You know, every few years, and it's always on a Good Friday thing because we don't eat meat on right, Fridays. Right. So we go like that's the one. You know, and that's the one day. Sometimes we don't have fish in the house, which is most. <laughs> <laughs> we don't just go to the freezer or the, the fridge and go, we've had this fish from- Look at this cod we have. <laughs> on hand. Um, the filet, yeah, a legacy award burger. Yep. It's not uh, really getting too many things. No. Are they often- Did you, did you feel um, at the, just so to 
we'll wrap this up in a quick second, but yep. um, the, at the award ceremony that you were at, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like this, did, did you, was the, was the vibe of the room? Cause most of the room are losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What's the energy of the room? <laughs> at the end of the night, it's very, cause it's a long night. It it's, started at, there are I reckon, a, there seven. Are a lot of awards. Uh, it started at, I reckon, 7 PM and we got out of there at 1130 to go to the after party. And it was by the by by 9:30 people have had enough people are like all right we know who's going to win the top awards you know yeah. we know what's going on and uh people just and a few people did leave you could see people like get up grab their bags and like go yeah, uh, once you've had yours go through like if you live locally or you're just hanging out like why yeah. would you you know i don't care who win, who won the um the golden mic exactly so it by the end of the night everyone the start of the night everyone's like really you know mm. like this could be my night the, the atmosphere in the rooms like really inspirational and happy and fun. End of the night, people are just done. Just ready to get out of there. Absolutely. Um, are we ready to get out of here? Like I am with you. Yeah. Um, I'm done. Oh, we, can we talk about this very quickly? One minute of chat here. I'm going. I'm heading out. Because <laughs> uh, we, we don't get to play these on the show as, uh, as much as we should. But like my little sound effects bar has yeah. been really just – I hope people listening, on the off chance you are listening, um, get some level of joy like we do from this, which is – uh, just random sound effects from like you know Brian Gosling. Sublime. <laughs> That's been you know giving us a little bit of joy off air. Yeah. <laughs> right as always. Right the as funny as thing always. about that sound is the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> right as always. Well, it's a very posh person. If you laugh. like laughs. We <laughs> 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 got Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh, the Allen Border Medal winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like beavers and butthead, I reckon. Yeah, most of Australia hate me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mitch. We've got to get out of here. Got to work on the self-talk. All right, that's another <laughs> podcast. Thank you for joining us across the week. We will be back with you Monday morning. Uh, have a good weekend and we'll see you then. Nick and Josh for breakfast. Triple M. Yesterday, Josh, was a very exciting day for me. Um, if you're a big fan of American sports, you might know that it was a big game in the NFL. Uh, my family's team, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, managed to secure their place in this year's Super Bowl. And there it is. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Massive scenes, massive scenes. A lot of people excited, including myself, Josh. Can I ask you a quick question? Why why are they called the 49ers? Because uh, I think it was like the era of the gold rush. Something to do with the gold rush. It was a, like a big uh, gold rush through the Bay Area and in oh. California at the time when the team was, I guess, throwing the old pigskin. Right, I believe. I and believe. That, and they were and they they got forty nine bucks a pound for gold or something. That's or? the approximate. That's yeah. the approximate. <laughs> we do know the value, the trading value of gold here on the show. Um, that was exciting, and but it started off uh, not looking too good. I mean, I, I won't bore you with too many of the details, but we were down pretty horrifically at halftime. Everyone thought it was. Game over. You were the underdogs. Absolutely. Well, we weren't supposed to. We were supposed to be winning, but oh. we weren't. We were getting smashed at halftime. I thought, this is it. This is done. I was at home. Uh, Crying ha- alone. Having lunch. Tears rolling <laughs> down into my lunch. And I thought, geez, this is, this is done. For lunch... I was having a, uh, I was having pasta with like a, uh, with like a, like a red sauce, right? Like right. A, a creamy sun-dried tomato sauce. Creamy sun-dried with uh, tears. Le- leftover. It was very salty. Yeah. Uh, it was leftover, <laughs> leftover from the night before. And uh, look, I'm not a superstitious man, but something started happening that makes me think that I'm partially responsible for their win. Josh. Yeah, right, right. As I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. At, so 
we were down pretty pretty heavily. Yeah, quite a lot of points. Needed a big comeback. Scored a touchdown. I spilt pasta sauce on myself pre that touchdown. Oh. Then a few minutes later, I spilt pasta sauce again on my myself. I was wearing a jersey. I had it had like with like white on. I was like, oh no, I've ruined the jersey. But after spilling the pasta sauce, we scored another touchdown. Oh. Wouldn't you know it? So I thought, there's clearly a correlation here. <laughs> so out of pure curiosity, I spilt some more pasta sauce on this. <laughs> and wouldn't you bloody know it? We went and got another one. <laughs> really? So were you just pouring pasta? You were just dipping My bowls of pasta? My house is a mess, Josh. <laughs> it looks like an absolute massacre. There is red sauce everywhere. <laughs> but I really just feel as though, I know a lot of people have sporting superstitions and whether they're playing themselves or when their team's playing. And I just feel like I noticed the coincidence at first and it's hard to deny that I am equally deserving of a championship. <laughs> They should send you a Super Bowl ticket, seeing as you were the one that... Oh, yeah. Well, if, if, the, uh, if an American organization is listening right now to the Goblin Valley, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say no. Neither would I. Absol- absolutely, I wouldn't say no. Uh, look, it is very exciting. Super Bowl getting played in about two weeks' time, 12th of Feb here in Australia, so they'll be on a Monday morning. Uh, there's an Aussie representing them, Mitch Wichnowski. He's a kicker. Couldn't make it in the AFL. Thought, you know, I'm going to go over there, make a bunch more money. Yep. Doing very well. Uh, another Super Bowl appearance for him. That's exciting. Um, and so we've got at least one Aussie. And so if they're keen to make a second Australian, I'm willing to go and throw pasta sauce on the table. <laughs> you know how people get like, you know, shamans. Yeah, to baptize. I'm just walking around with, you know, a bottle, like a, a, a can of Dolmios. I'm going, thank you. Have a good game, boys. And they're like, who is this guy? It's weird when you get the Parmesan out, though. <laughs> Triple M, Nick and Josh. Triple M, Nick and Josh for breakfast. Catch up with mum recently, Josh. And she's either joined a cult or... She's still a kindergarten teacher. Now, I'm not sure of the two because there was something questionable in the backyard that I went, that does not strike me as a part of a kindergarten teacher's repertoire. Right. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, a, a circle for a blood ritual or anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> None of the obvious uh, red flags. Wasn't clo- like a white cloak or something? Uh, you know what? It, d- it does verge on that. It does oh, verge okay. on interesting. Right. So I was I was at mum's house and um, in the backyard and hanging up on the clothesline was Uh-oh. a couple of dozen um, like kind of grey, once were white, I would assume, yeah. uh, all these like uniform jumpsuits. It looked like she was doing the laundry for a prison. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, cool. I'd say there'd be anywhere from 20 to 30 of these weird um, jump, like, you know, off-white sort of cream grey jumpsuits. Yeah. Uh, made from like tarp or something. And I thought, weird, mum. I've never seen you wear one of these. <laughs> so she, okay. So hang on. So she she had she had these jumpsuits on the on the clothesline. Yeah, she'd wash them and was letting them dry. So that's very nice of her to do that for the prisoners. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think they misunderstood those prisoners. They don't. They keep telling me they're innocent, <laughs> and I believe them. Yeah. I asked what they're for, and she goes, "Oh, they're mud suits." So. What? Obviously, they're mud suits. I said, Mum, you can't say something like that so offhand and not explain what that is. She's a kindergarten teacher, and apparently, get this, this was not the case when I was, you know, years back when I was uh, in kindergarten. I'd be shocked if it was the same for you, Josh, but mm. to avoid kids getting crazy dirty, but, you know, when they're playing outside, some kindergartens and like daycare, so maybe your, uh, do- uh, your daughter Esther has a similar experience, but the kindergartens will have mud suits where it's just a jumpsuit that they get the kid to put on and then go and play in the dirt and that way they don't get dirty. <laughs> Isn't that insane? That's crazy. 
That's crazy. <laughs> That's insanity. That is literally insane. Imagine if you saw they were out on an excursion and had some, and they were in their mud suits walking in a line through the centre of town. You'd think there's there's a group of felons that have escaped. Very junior felons. Very junior <laughs> felons. <laughs> yeah, juvenile. Well, let's start them young. Crime yeah. is a problem. I thought that is that not insane? It's like, Mum, why do they? Why can't they just play and get a bit dirty? Like that's what we did. They go. Well, I at the moment we've actually we actually just bought our, our daycare does not do that, but we have just bought Esther an oversized t shirt sure. for painting a mud smock, a mud smock, if you will, for or a paint smock as more as some people call it. <laughs> okay, um, and. Because they would just let her paint just in her clothes, and she get paint all over uh, all over her yeah, clothes. Right. So we just bought her an oversized tee. But now I'm thinking about it, jumpsuit would be very good. Get the mud suit, absolutely. Anyway, oh, sorry, mud suit. The mud suit, patent pending. I don't know but if it's why, actually. Why? I have, a, I have a few questions. Why white? Why wouldn't you go like a brown or I, a black? I don't know. There's so these, <laughs> It raises more questions than an answer. And I said, Mum, it would have been easier if you had actually just started a cult. Yeah. This make, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Let the kids play in the dirt. Yeah. I don't well, know. Maybe she maybe she's starting like her own little mini squid game or something. That's with the true. She is retired, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Live and local, Nick and Josh for breakfast. My uh, dog, Phoebe, who is a Newfoundland cross golden retriever, mm-hmm. uh, she's quite a large, big, black, fluffy, furry dog. Very lovable. Big teddy bear. Uh, very soft. Deep bark, though. Quite right, a mate. deep bark. <laughs> All right, we get it. You, you love your dog. Uh, <laughs> Um, she has. Uh, she's obviously got a big coat. She's got a double coat as well because of the Newfoundland. And um, we got someone to give her a clip. Uh, a, f- a friend of ours uh, came round. In retrospect, not a not a not a tried, true, and tested method because this is the first time she'd come round. Okay. To do the dog, and we this thought person a dog groomer by trade. Dabble. <laughs> I think you need to more, do more than dabble. Well, we're trying to save a bit of money. I mean... I mean, you referenced a surgeon before. If I dabble in surgeon, <laughs> being a surgeon... Yeah. We, yeah. Well, uh, in retrospect, maybe not. <laughs> I dabble maybe. in flying aeroplanes. <laughs> oh, I don't think... I reckon I'm going to get off at the next stop. Thanks, mate. Um, anyway, Eden and I, we, take, uh, we go out for an hour or so and we come back and I've put the photos up on our um, Facebook uh, story, our Instagram story. Um, there's a video there of Phoebe... Um, uh, jumping, that's what, that's what, in slow motion, that's what she usually looks like, all of the hair, you know, oh, and yeah. she's very fluffy and, um. That's almost the polar opposite of you. Yeah, in exactly. In terms of having a dense hairline. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next photo is what she looks like now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is more you. <laughs> a lot less hair. Yeah. <laughs> but th- they've. So, if you haven't seen the photo... Oh, the, mate, the, what it's sh- <laughs> She's pretty much shaved in the middle. She's shaved in the middle. Her tail has been kept pretty much as is, and she's got a big black lion's mane. It, it looks like they have tried to make her into a lion. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's poorly. what they've tried to do. But to be, if there's any animal people out there going, oh, that's terrible, you know, that's terrible. She is much happier now. I, can I say she's much happier? Yeah. She's much cooler. Yeah. She's playing. Physically she's, cooler. She looks like an idiot. Oh no, she looks <laughs> terrible. It looks terrible. She hasn't seen herself in a mirror. No, if she did. I, I will not like, show we, her the mirror. She'll be cool. RSPCA. It does. <laughs> it does feel like we should be reporting you, Josh. <laughs> Your local breakfast show, Nick and Josh for breakfast. Triple M taking you over to France to kick things off for your Monday morning. 
It is uh, currently sitting through a, uh, a European winter, so a little bit cooler than here, Josh. But... I'd love to experience a European winter. Oh, one day, man. One, one day. day. Uh, things are heating up in the Louvre, though, with protesters <laughs> taking down the Mona Lisa. Taking her down. Taking her down a peg. She needed to be taken off her. She's <laughs> up there on her pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> Some protesters have made their way into the Louvre, the gallery in uh, France, uh, part of the group Reposte Alimentaire, uh, which is part of an umbrella movement of protest groups that are they're environmentally concerned, Josh. Okay. And they thought, we'd better stick it to this lady. So these aren't the Re- Extinction Rebellion people? They're, they're... No. Their signature move, the Extinction Rebellion signature move is glue themselves to stuff. Okay. What this protest group have done is they've gone into the uh, the Louvre and they have taken some big old cans of soap and thrown them all over the Mona Lisa. Mm. Now, for any big Mona Lisa fans out there across the GV, don't worry. Our lady's Okay. <laughs> She's covered with, like, you know, bulletproof and, like, soup-proof, as it turns out, it's like, glass. <laughs> it's like six or seven-inch uh, thick bulletproof yeah, glass. If, if bullets aren't getting through there, your Campbell's ain't. Yeah, <laughs> some pumpkin you... soup isn't. Now, I feel, sorry for, I feel sorry for the Mona Lisa because she's been copping a bit of... She's been copping some... She's been copping some food lately. Um, well, she doesn't deserve it. It's not her fault. No, no, that's exactly right. Because I think back in October of 2022, the Just Stop Oil people, someone threw a custard pie on her. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. This is the most ridiculous part, though, aside from the fact that you're dragging this lovely old lady into yeah. a fight that's not hers. Mm. Um, and look, we're all pro-environment, but you don't need to go out doing this, I would I would argue. Um, the, the group that threw the soup, Riposte Alimentaire, um, they are part of uh, a group that's protesting for um, food sustainability, accessibility, and, like, in terms of just generally, we want there to be food around. Yeah. Now... I'm no protester, Josh. When they say food around, what does that mean? <laughs> well, they're just they're pro farmers. So, which we're all pro farmers, yes, all, especially in the GFA. But do they mean food on the walls? Well, food I'm in like, my stomach. If you don't want food wastage and you want food accessibility, mm. mate, how about we stop wasting food and throwing it <laughs> on the art? I don't want to point fingers if I'm a protester, but I just think there's better ways that we can make our point. No? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely 100% I agree. I mean, soup on the walls, custard pie to the face, gluing themselves to things, all these types of methods of protest, it's kind of like five-year-old behaviour. I think that the gluing themselves to the Mona Lisa would have been a better option. Yes. It's less wasteful. I, absolutely. They're both... It's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Very dumb. We're gonna we're gonna make fun of them on this show no matter what. Yeah. But at least one way we didn't ruin any of the soup. Nick and Josh for breakfast. Triple M. You want the latest in movies and on-demand entertainment? You talking to me? Actually, no. This is just the intro. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Movies with Shane A on Triple M. And action. Shane A, he is our movie buff. Analyst, an all-round guy that knows everything about the screen. Shane, good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Just described you as an all-round guy. <laughs> all-round guy. Yeah. Just uh, a... I have got a bit of weight on me at the moment. Let me chop off. Well, that's interesting to hear because, look, we've come off the back the last couple of weeks uh, with some big main name movies and some big stuff to start the year. What's Feb looking like, Shane? Uh, look, February is notoriously a little bit slow because it's after the holidays. Uh, you do get some rom-coms come through for Valentine's Day, so mm. we've got a couple to look forward to there. There's a Bob Marley biography film coming up, but as of today, there's an action movie called Argyle that's dropped into cinemas. Yes. And it's wild, 
and it's colourful and it's got some great actors, but honestly, um, it's disappointing. And I'll, I don't know what I expected. It's from the director, Matthew Vaughan, who's responsible for the Kingsman films. Okay. Oh. You know what? And they're okay. You know, I'm not saying they're bad films. They're okay. They have their thing. And this is very similar style. So it's over-the-top action. The plot sort of revolves around a novel writer. She writes these really popular espionage stories. And the character that she has described has come off the screen, uh, come off the page into real life. And uh, it starts mirroring world events. I, I don't know. Like, it's all happening, and I just left very empty when it finished. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bright. A, it, it's a shame to hear that, Shane, because it does have such a good cast. It's like Henry Cavill and Brian Cranston and Nicholas yeah. uh, uh, Samuel Jackson. Sorry, Dua Leapers in there as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw the trailer and I thought this cannot end well. <laughs> you, you know, right? You, you're right. It didn't end well. Uh, Henry Cavill. You mentioned him. He plays Argyle and he's the, the character, the fictional character that comes to life. Mm. And then around him are all these beautiful people and great actors. As you say, uh, Sam Rockwell's also there and Samuel Jackson, among others. John Cena is always funny. He's <laughs> even a little bit flat in this. So I don't know. It, it's sort of, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's a very hard film to recommend, unfortunately. All right. Well, look, mm. what, have, what have we got to watch and recommend considering? Right. Well, I've got to say that there's a film that you can rent on digital platforms starring Joel Edgerton called Master Gardener. Mm. Uh, it is a mystery thriller. He plays this gardener, um, great at his job at this huge estate, very high, rich Hyrus owns it, played by Sigourney Weaver. So right there, you've got two fan- fabulous actors. And they become quite friendly, you know, she trusts him. However, she also says, well, you might need a bit of help and calls in this apprentice, this girl, to help him out. Now, what this girl does is unveil a few secrets of Joel Edgerton's character. He has a very dark past and a double life, which all gets exposed. So, yeah, I'm not going to say where it goes from there, but it is shocking the way it ends. Mm. It is going to keep you on the edge of your seat. So, Master Gardener, please watch it if you get a chance. And uh, I love me some Joel Edgerton as well. Um, a 2005 film Mr. and Mrs. Smith is now on Amazon <laughs> Prime as well. This is the movie that brought them together and uh, maybe tore them apart. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, of course, is uh, what we're, who we're talking about. And this 2005 film, I'm surprised it hasn't been... Well, it's been ripped off a couple of times, but I'm surprised it hasn't been remade uh, until now. And it's now a television series on Prime, Amazon, and it has different actors, of course. I think that they're well cast, Donald Glover and Maya Erskine, mm. in the Brad and Angelina roles. But the spy agency that they work for, their opposites attract, and then they get together and they go on these missions together. The chemistry is there, and it's a little different to the movie. But if you do want to watch the movie, you can stream it on Netflix or Disney+. Plus. But the television show isn't too bad. I've seen three episodes so far but it's very different to the film. Mm. And compared to Argyle, a real must-watch as well. (laughs) Oh, look, if if I was comparing the two and they're both about spies and over-the-top action, I would definitely go with the Mr. and Mrs. Smith series before Argyle. Fantastic. Unfortunately, you know, I I thought Argyle would be a little bit better than it was, but I think he's he's been given too much money, Matthew Vaughan, the director, Mm. and he's just wasted it in a sense that he's just gone gone too far. It's, It's, you can only... I think entertainment can have a limit sometimes, and, and this is just way too much. So wait till our girls streaming, I would suggest.
than paying big money to see it on the big screen. There you go. Some recommendations to watch across a very warm weekend. Shane A, thank you so much for your time this morning, mate. Stay cool, everyone. Bye for now. Triple M, Nick and Josh for breakfast.